0: My name is Jeremy Devins and welcome to the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast. I've been teaching yoga since 2011 and I've created this podcast so you can practice anytime, anywhere, hour-long classes, hatha, vinyasa, yin, and gentle yoga. To sustain this podcast, click the link in the show notes to become a supporter for as low as 99 cents a month or up to $9.99 a month. This helps me put out new shows every week so you can continue your practice and if you want to keep in touch with me, visit quietmind.yoga, where you can join the email list and hear about all the new classes and upcoming events. Thanks for listening. All right. So um, a lot of you come here a lot, very regularly, and I, I really appreciate that and have a lot of respect for that, people who do their practice so consistently. and. Um, something i've just been thinking about and we can look we can focus on a little bit in our practice today is just the energy of the postures right so we get into the physical alignment we all know the postures Um, a lot of you know a lot of the main postures we do them a lot in the practice but once you have you know once you're in a shape once you're in a posture then you can start to notice the more subtle energy in the body and where you're directing your attention your energy and i think that's super powerful to get to notice Just where is my attention going, and how is that affecting how I feel, right? And that's one of the things we really get to learn and practice in yoga. That's been so effective for me is learning to direct my attention and energy. And that's like the most valuable asset that we have. And everything in our in our world is like vying for our attention and our energy. Uh, So where we choose to put that is is very important, right? And I had a little congestion a couple weeks ago, and I was I just noticed my energy was so scattered, like so many directions, and incomplete in a lot of ways and like I wasn't maybe finishing this task I started or just having this idea and then that just kind of like leads to this sort of uh, agitation overstimulation in my nervous system and then I got congested and sick so uh, I had to like slow down you know rest more and kinda take away all that energy from all these different places bring it back to my center so my body could my immune system could be strong my, my attention could be more focused my energy can be more centered so we'll do that in our practice today uh, you know i think it's really good in the fall as we go into these colder days and the longer nights to, to really be mindful of that energy keeping it centered and not letting it get too scattered and and too dissipated where uh, we could start to uh, lose our vitality in our immune system and I start to have the sickness and illness that can come up so let's start by coming down to the back <coughs> And just taking the next minute or so to settle into your practice. You could make movements or you could just lay still and rest. Now, as you lay here, just notice if your attention is anywhere outside of the room. It's totally normal and uh, almost guaranteed to happen at some point where your attention kind of wanders. The mind starts to think about other things. But maybe you can imagine that your energy is maybe on different things and you can bring it back to your center so that you're more aware of the rise and fall of the belly on the inhales and exhales, more aware of the sensations in the body, More aware of the pull of gravity grounding the body down. Maybe you can feel your pulse from the heart. Maybe you can notice the temperature on your skin. Is it cooler or warmer? Maybe you notice you ate too much for breakfast or not enough. And we'll start to move here. So bringing the knees into the body, rocking a little side to side, massaging the back. (coughs) And then come to the center. One hand on each knee. As you inhale, press the knees forward, arching the low back. As you exhale, pull the knees in, rounding the low back. Just moving the knees in and out a few times with the breath like this. Inhaling out, exhaling in. And then we'll let the feet all the way down to the floor feet are hips width apart and close enough in that your fingertips can touch your heels Do a dynamic bridge as you inhale peel the spine up into bridge and as you exhale one vertebrae at a time back down and this movement can start small be slow just kind of feeling it out making it your own next time you come up to bridge we'll stay there and maintain that lift in the hips contraction of the glutes and even press the heels down and slightly pull them back engaging the hamstrings right now once we've kind of locked into the posture noticing the flow of energy in the body maybe the toes are clenched up and they don't need to be maybe the hands or the face or neck gets clenched up and it doesn't need to be so allowing the energy to flow more freely through the body and less of this restriction or extra tension in the body And then we'll slowly lower the spine all the way back down hug the knees in for happy baby pose holding outside the knees or the shins or the feet you could stay still you could rock side to side And then come to the center, still in happy baby pose, and just holding the posture for a moment and noticing the energy flow through the body here. So maybe you can press through the heels and slightly uh, flex the toes back towards the knees, and you can feel a little more uh, energy flow through the arches of the feet. And then bring the soles of the feet together all the way down to the floor in supta konasana, Supine Bound Angle. Your arms could just rest beside you on the belly, your arms overhead, which sometimes feel nice. Feels nice if you have any low back stuff. Staying here, noticing if there's any extra areas of tension that can soften. start to bring the knees back together and separate your feet wider apart towards the edges of the mat and let your knees just rock side to side like windshield wipers. Come all the way over to your left side and rest on the left side of the body, left arm underneath the head. And here you'll start to move your right hip around in all directions. Your right hand can help you balance, making circles and movements in the right hip socket. The hips a ball and socket joint, the knees a hinge joint. Hip can move in a lot of directions. The knee just goes forward and back, just lubricating the joints. And then we'll come back to center and just have that right leg lift up about a foot or two, and then back a foot or two with the right leg straight. But you're still resting on the left side. Coming over to your side. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. Yeah, and reach that leg back. And reach your right arm in the opposite direction so the whole side of the body it's like a diagonal line and creating some space on the low back the ql the lats the ribs There's little ways you could modify this, maybe internally rotating the right leg. So the toes point towards the ground, maybe moving the chest closer to the ground, maybe reaching the leg up or down. So kind of finding where it feels best for you. And then noticing the flow of energy through the right side of the body all the way along from the feet to the fingers. On the right side and then we'll bend the right knee so it touches the floor in front of you relaxing that outer hip and then bend the bottom knee to grab the top of the foot if you don't quite reach the foot that's okay just bend the knee in that direction mm-hmm and you can emphasize that by uh, contracting the glutes on the left side to help open the front of the hip more yeah good and this knee can go up too if you want Nice. alright so if you don't quite feel it, your right knee could come up a little more coming closer to the body. There's always little things you can modify. Always feel free to explore in the postures, too, and try things that I don't say because I'm just sharing what I've experienced and I don't know everything about yoga. Uh, But there's not even a name for what we're doing in these last couple of postures. They're just, you know, feeling into the body. Just different ways of finding different stretches in the body, opening things up that might be tense. the leg and then come back to your back and over to your right side the same little sequence on the right side your left hand can help you balance now moving the left hip around in circles in all directions bending and straightening the knee So, we have this synovial fluid in the joints that, if we don't use it over time, we lose it. And in the colder weather, it can kind of stiffen up. And then we'll come back to center and just lift the leg straight up about a foot or two and then back a foot or two, reaching the left arm in the opposite direction. And again, you can play with all those variables, turning the chest towards the ground more or less, lifting or lowering the back leg, internally or externally rotating. In the teaching of yoga, there's uh, something called energy channels in the body or nadis. The closest thing, you might know of is the Chinese meridians. If you ever go to acupuncture, they work with the meridians, which come from the, the Indian teaching of nadis, very similar ideas, energy channels in the body. And You might feel on the left side maybe things start to feel a little lighter, a little more open, so those energy channels are starting to open more and things can flow more freely. You may notice throughout the week, if, if tensions arise or challenging situations come up, there's like a sort of tensing up in the body and like energy is not flowing as well, right? When those tensing, those, uh, those intense situations come up or those challenging situations. So in our practice, we kind of undo that, unravel those tensions. And from here, you'll bend the left knee to touch the floor, relaxing that outer hip. Bend the bottom knee to grab the top of the foot. Cramp, yeah. It's, so it's not uncommon to have a cramp on the, on the hamstring when you do this. Uh, that could be dehydration, it could be tension in the hamstrings. But if you, if you ever have that cramping in the hamstrings, you can always just come in slower and focus on uh, relaxing as much as you can as you ease into it, not kind of pushing into it. yeah it can it can pull on that And we'll slowly start to come back down to the back. And again, just tugging the knees in, rocking a little side to side on the back. And you can either roll over to one side or rock forward and back along the length of the spine to come up to hands and knees. and make your way up to uh, hands and knees with a blanket under the knees for some padding there and start to make any movements that feel good for you forward back side to side listening to your body could be holding still could be moving around That was in my um, yoga for back pain series. Uh, so I, I talked about in there like one of the main things: if you want to uh, create back pain, just stop moving. <laughs> so if you want to eliminate back pain, just keep moving. Keep uh, less of the repetitive stress movements, basically. So you want more, uh, you know, dynamic movements, more different things, and that kind of keeps things from stiffening up. Let's come back to uh, hands and knees here and we'll focus on the shoulders a little bit. Bring your hands off the mat wider apart. And just moving the shoulder blades together and apart, side to side, forward back. And if there's a spot that feels really good, you can kind of stay there. If you want to keep moving around, you can do that. Right. Even in yoga postures, like if we just did down dog every week, no matter what, you know it's not necessarily the best thing for your body because I see people end up having shoulder issues from doing down dog you know too much, doing chaturangas too much. Right. So even in the yoga practice, it's not just one pose that's always the best. It's always about listening to your body and changing things up as needed. So come back to center here, neutral spine and we'll create this motion from a cow pose extending the spine uh, lowering the belly lifting the tail and the chin and then you'll go all the way through a cat pose reversing that into a child's pose as you bring the hips down to the heels right so extension of the spine into the cow pose on the inhale and then flexion of the spine back to child's pose on the exhale And you can take longer if you want, or you can just link the breath, inhaling forward, exhaling back. Now the thing you want to watch for in this is, does the flexion just happen mostly in the upper back, right? Can you bring mobility through the whole spine? Usually there's some areas that are a little harder to move. We all have our own different strengths and weaknesses trying to find a sort of wave of motion through the whole spine. (coughs) And that's another example where energy can kind of get stuck and maybe a couple of the vertebrae are not as mobile. But as best you can, finding that movement through the whole back. And we'll come back to center hands and knees and extend both arms forward and lower the forehead to the ground. Spinal extension with this longer uh, reaching of the arms. The hips stay over the knees. And this is more of a, a back bend or a spinal extension where this little arch in the low back and it's a nice one because it's more passive and really the more you can relax the deeper you go into the pose so there's less effort needed. A lot of the back bends like camel pose take a lot of effort to get into in general, more engagement, but this one more relaxing. We'll come back up to hands and knees. Moving the spine around a little bit, just a little loosening up. And we'll go the opposite direction. So we'll round the back to cat pose, tucking the pelvis and chin in. And then we'll exaggerate that by walking the hands in closer to the knees and rounding the back more. right, and continue to walk the hands back as far as you can towards the knees. You don't have to go in super close, but. Just exaggerating this rounding in the back. Let the head be heavy. Opening the space between the shoulder blades and breathing into that space. Then we'll release that back to hands and knees. Moving the spine around any way that feels good. Side to side, any direction. And then we'll come back to center to downward facing dog and pedal the feet out, shifting weight side to side, easing into down dog. settle into the pose just holding for a moment pressing both heels down all the base knuckles of the fingers rooting down the tail lifting towards where the wall meets the ceiling behind you both sides of the body long and the uh, palms of the hands the very center of the hands are not touching the floor so they're like a gateway of energy rising up through the body the arches of the feet are also like a gateway of energy Allowing energy to flow through the body. And then look between the hands to walk forward to a forward fold. Let the knees bend. Hold opposite elbows. Let the head hang down. You can move the neck around here. Any way that feels good, any movements that feel good, you could stay still or move. And then with a bend in the knees, slowly roll up the spine to stand, head comes up last. Find mountain pose, feet hips width, shoulders relaxed. Lift and spread your toes out. That creates a lift in the arches, and then an engagement of the thighs, glutes, belly, shoulders down the back, and arms straight, so you feel a little engagement of the back of the arms and the triceps. Not too active, but not totally relaxed either. And just noticing the flow of energy in the body. Through the arches of the feet, to the crown of the head. So there's a solidity, your energy is centered and gathered to this moment, to this posture. And we'll bring the arms up overhead and catch their left wrist and reach to the side and you can stay here if you want to go a little further now you could cross the left knee behind the right knee and turn the chest towards the ground bring the right hand down to the back leg and then bend the elbow so your your left hand's on your left shoulder you can move the the shoulder around in circles here like we did with the hip in both directions. Make any little movements that feel good there. And then we'll extend the left arm out long again in this long C curve. Maybe your back hand slides down the leg going a little deeper into this side bend. And then we'll release all that to come back to center, just noticing left and right again. Maybe energy flowing a little more through the left side, a little more open. Go to the other side, catch the right wrist, side bend. You totally can stay here if this feels good. If you want more, now cross the right knee behind the left knee. Turn the chest towards the ground, left hand down the back leg. Bend the right elbow and make these circles in the shoulder joint. the ball and socket joint so it can move around quite a bit here in all directions. And then to that sort of C curve reaching the right fingertips and maybe sliding the left fingertips down the leg to bring you deeper into this. Back up to center, mountain pose, just noticing the right side and the energy in the body maybe a little more uh, open, maybe a little lighter. Now both arms overhead, we'll interlace the fingers and press the heels of the hands towards the ceiling. And just move around here any way that feels good, in the back, the chest, the sides, the ribs. Just kind of feeling things out, getting long through all sides of the body. And we'll come back to center, reach the fingers up. You probably just grew an inch or so. I <laughs> should probably do measurements next time and see. <laughs> and lower the hands down, relax the shoulders. Now, find Mountain Pose, but a little more like Locust Pose, where we kind of engage the back. As if you're trying to lift the, the chest off the ground, right? Arms like you're trying to lift the arms off the ground, straight arms, then lean into your right leg like you're trying to lift the left leg off the ground and you could just stay right here and balance focus your gaze at a single point if you feel a little wobbly definitely stay there and and focus on finding the balance and the breath here if you feel really stable you could start to hinge forward to uh, warrior three or in that direction but even if you don't go anywhere beyond lifting the foot you're still engaging all the same muscles And we'll come back down, let all that kind of release, letting the tension go from the body, the effort go. And then finding that engagement again, like Locust Pose, strong back, strong arms, lean into the left foot and let the right foot float. Without doing anything, you're engaging all the same muscles, but if you want to lift the leg further back, start to go towards a warrior three. Either way, focus the gaze. And allow energy to flow through the whole body without impediment. And back to standing, relax all those muscles. Inhale to reach the arms up. Exhale to fold, bending at the knees, holding opposite elbows again, stretching the back, the neck, the back, and the legs. So, all that stuff we just strengthen releasing. Release the hands down and step back to down dog. And then the knees down to hands and knees. From here bring your right hand a little forward and bring the left leg straight back setting up for a side plank with the right knee down so your left arm opens over the right your left leg lifts so both of the outer hips working strong here the legs the glutes the belly strong and stable allowing energy to flow between the arms through the legs through the crown of the head And back down to hands and knees. And we'll bring the left hand forwards, coming over to the left knee and right arm lifts, or right leg lifts, holding breathing here. then we'll come back down, hands and knees, into child's pose, hips to heels, arms extend, resting here. One of the most interesting things to me about yoga practice is it's always training us to regulate our nervous system. So we increase the stimuli in our body, the sensation in our body, the the complexity of the postures over time. But we remain calm, focused, present, relaxed, no matter how strong the stimulus is. So It's it's training our nervous system to be more resilient uh, and less reactive and more able to respond to A lot of stimulation with a more calm, present, uh, relaxed demeanor. So to come back up to hands and knees, and to sitting, (coughs) so you could uh, kind of fold your blanket up to create a cushion there and sit on the edge of the blanket in a comfortable cross-legged posture. Crossing the shins or having one ankle in front of the other. And we'll focus on the spine, the shoulders, and the neck here for a bit. So starting with the hands on the thighs, just like cat-cow, now you'll lift the heart, spinal extension, lengthening the spine, and then rounding the back, chin in towards the chest, spinal flexion, just moving a couple times forward and back here. Finding your range of motion and maybe a little more mobility in areas of the spine that you don't normally move with these kind of movements. And then find the neutral spine somewhere in the middle, just a little bit more of the spinal extension, sitting tall. And then turn to your right. So twisting, back, your right hand comes behind you as like a kickstand so you can lengthen the spine. And your left hand can kind of pull on the thigh to help you rotate the spine. The neck could turn towards the back shoulder or it could turn towards the front shoulder or just move around. Not trying to force or push or um, resist any of the tension in the neck, but just kind of gently moving around, relaxing the neck. And we'll slowly come back to center, finding neutral, long spine again. And then to the other side, same thing. Finding a, a length and extension in the spine and then the rotation towards the back. The gaze could look back or forward, the neck could just kind of move around. start to release back to sitting. Just feeling the spine kind of unravel. And here we'll bring the arms overhead and to the right. Right hand down, side bend here. Then let the left arm go straight out to the left parallel to the floor. So emphasizing the trap in the shoulder here. Moving the neck around any way that feels good. Relaxing the It may feel good to move the left arm a little bit, maybe rotating either direction. Again, not forcing or pushing anything because the the shoulders and neck do not respond well to that. You just got to be relaxed, gentle, just kind of feeling around there. And then we'll slowly come back up and go to the other side, walk the left arm out, get long through the right side of the body in the side bend. And then reach your right arm straight out to the right, parallel to the floor, moving the neck around, jaw relaxed, maybe even yawning here. Maybe moving the arm around, rotating, moving the neck around. And then slowly come back to center. And then here we'll bring both arms overhead and cross the right arm under the left, either grabbing the shoulders or wrapping the arms like Eagle Pose. Either way, let the right shoulder drop and the left ear towards the left shoulder again just moving the neck around in any way that feels good you can yawn as much as you like here that's one of the best things you can do for the neck in these movements and then we'll slowly release the arms letting them just kinda relax down heavy and we'll bring the arms up overhead. One last time now, left arm underneath. Unless you did that the other. Is that the right side? <laughs> okay And then you could wrap the arms here, catching the hands. and let the left shoulder drop and right ear to right shoulder, moving the neck around. Jaw relaxed. Yawning if you want, so one of my favorite sayings is, "What you resist persists, and it's true because it rhymes <laughs> uh but it but it's also true because I've experienced it so much and if when I've had tension in my neck and I try to stretch it out and stretch it out, it just it doesn't work, it gets more tense, so it's kind of relaxing in the neck here. We'll come back to center and relax the arms down. Just moving the neck now. If you want to uncross, if you had your legs crossed one way, you could cross them the other way. So, here, just moving the neck, chin to chest, and then chin towards the ceiling. Keeping the shoulders, the spine all pretty much in neutral, but just moving the cervical vertebrae in the neck. Up and down, jaw relaxed. Then we'll add a resistance here, pressing the hand to the forehead as you try to bring the chin to the chest. Holding and creating an equal resistance there. then remove the resistance and bring the hand behind the head and do the same thing this way trying to lift the chin towards the ceiling but the hand blocking it maintaining equal resistance on both sides to contract the muscles in the back of the neck and then we'll remove the hand and just move the head forward and back again Without resistance, maybe moving a little lighter, a little easier to move. And then we'll go back to center and turning the head through rotation left to right. Same thing now, adding the resistance as you turn to one side, holding, maintaining that. And then release and bring other hand to the other side of the head turning into the hand creating that contraction in the neck and then remove the resistance and turn the head left to right and back to center last direction of Side bending the neck here, lateral flexion. Sometimes this is a little tighter, so it might not be as big of a movement. But the same idea now, turning or trying to go to one side and blocking that with the hand. And then to the other side and blocking that. And then it's going side to side without the resistance. And now last movement, drawing a circle with the nose in both directions. your way back to center long spine just resting the hands on the lap or the knees shoulders relaxed find a length and extension through the spine here <coughs> and just notice how your body feels and the energy flowing through the body eyes can be closed or resting on a single spot maybe a little more open than when you started maybe there's are some areas that still have tensions noticing that Transition down to the back. Bringing the knees in and rock side to side on the back. And then come to the center, one hand on each knee. As you inhale, press the knees away. Arching the low back as you exhale, pull the knees in, rounding the low back, just like we did in the beginning, and maybe it feels a little easier, maybe a little lighter now. And then let your feet down to the floor, setting up like a bridge pose. And start to peel the spine up off the floor as you inhale, lifting up to bridge. As you exhale, lowering down. Continue this wave of motion through the spine. Next time you come up to bridge, we'll stay there, holding, breathing. If you want a little more, you could bring the arms up overhead, fingernails to the floor overhead. And then we'll let everything back down to the ground. Separate your feet as wide as the mat like windshield wipers rock side to side. And then let your knees fall to the right and bring your right ankle over the left thigh into this sort of twist variation. You could reach the arms overhead, accentuating that. And then we'll release and come over to the other side, same thing, knees fall to the left, and the left ankle over the right thigh To center, and then cross the right ankle over the left knee, so a reclined pigeon pose here, holding hands behind the left thigh or the left shin, shoulders and neck relax. And If you want to get into a slightly different angle with this you can lean a little to your left so you feel that different stretch. You can go a little deeper into the piriformis on the right leg. Steep hip rotator. If you want to add a little hamstring stretch as well on the left leg, you could extend the left heel towards the ceiling and flex the left toes back towards the knee. And last step, you could deepen by slightly bending the elbows, bringing all of that in closer to the body to deepen. And then let your hands out, but let all this just fall to the left into a twist. Either like that pigeon pose shape or stacking or crossing the knees, any version of a twist to your left, right shoulder towards the ground and head turns to the right. start to untwist back to center left ankle over right thigh pigeon pose here holding hands behind the right thigh and again you could lean a little to the right to deepen that you could extend the right leg towards the ceiling You could bend the elbows to so pull this all in closer to the body and intensify there. We could just skip all that, right? Make any modifications, variations that you want listening to your body. arms out, and let this fall to the right. Any version of a twist. I almost always end classes with some versions of twists because they can be really uh, centering, grounding, and bring energy more into your center. A good way to end a practice. Where we've uh, opened a lot. Maybe you notice that quality here, the sort of centering, grounding, warming qualities of the twist. And then let's come back to center and hug the knees in, rocking side to side, happy baby pose. You can extend the legs both or one at a time. Any movements that feel good to eventually make your way to a shavasana, final resting pose. Legs extend out, arms beside you. Take your time to get comfortable and settled in. scan the body for any obvious areas of tension that can soften, so letting go of any unnecessary tension in the body. Feeling the subtle pull of gravity grounding the body. the body light and relaxed. to make small movements of the fingers and toes, hands and feet, and just gently transitioning, not too much stimulation at once. Just taking your time to eventually come over to one side and back up to sitting. Close our practice by finding a tall, comfortable seated posture, spine long, shoulders relaxed. And bring the hands together at the heart, bowing the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you for practicing today. Namaste.